In chapter 5, Paul's been talking about living in the Spirit, and we've been looking at that the past couple of weeks. He's been giving some actions about what it looks like and does not look like, and so he's going to be continuing along this line of thought, and he's going to be getting this time a little bit more personal, though. He's been talking more broadly at the beginning of chapter 5 about the fruit of the Spirit and and, uh, the works of the flesh, but now he's going to be getting into the nitty-gritty of things. He's going to be focusing on one area, and this is the area of what should we do when our brother or sister in Christ fall into sin? What should we do? Uh, And by the way, the PowerPoint you're going to be seeing here, this is the first PowerPoint that I did not have to do myself. My 12-year-old son did the entire one for me. So keep an eye out for for any changes that you may notice. Uh, And uh, also, uh, just uh, I was able to breathe a little sigh of relief yesterday for 20 minutes while he uh, worked on it. So thank you, Josiah. Those of you who know me uh, know I'm not a dog person. And uh, sadly, though I I know many of you are ready to excommunicate me from the church or write a question to the pastor saying, is it possible for a person to be a Christian and not a dog lover? But let me tell you why, let me tell you why I don't like animals or dogs at least. When I was in middle and high school, my parents went away for the weekend. So I believe it was high school. My parents went away for the weekend and they left my brother and I, my younger brother and I, home alone. And so we went off to church one day and then when we got back, my dog Pippin, he was named after the Lord of the Rings Pippin, that just shows you the kind of house I grew up in. Uh, My dog Pippin got sick, apparently, while we were at church. And uh, he was the kind of sickness where bodily fluids were coming out of his backside at a, uh, at a uh, ungodly uh, rate. And so uh, while we were away, he got sick all over the living room carpet. And then my brother and I walk in, and the, the, the doors here, the carpet in the living room is just right off over there. And so we walk in, we're hit with the smell first. And then we look over and we see that the the whole carpet is covered in poop. It's just covered in poop. It's the kind of poop that's soaked into the carpet there. Just to give you, I'm telling you, this is not just, oh, my dog pooped on the carpet. No, this was like, uh, this was serious poop. And so, uh, I'm I'm like, oh, great. Now we have to clean it up. And so I, I look at my brother and we lock eyes and I have the, the, the eyes locked of like, here we go. We're in this together. Brothers forever. Uh, but he, has, he looks at me and he's like, uh, I got to go do homework. And he goes upstairs and he disappears for the rest of the day. And he will not come out and help me. And so I'm left on my own cleaning up poop for the rest of the afternoon. After that, I, w- I was literally, I was scarred for life. I did not like dogs after that. My kids occasionally ask me for dogs. They could offer me a million dollars. And I'd say, no, no. It's, it's just, it, it's one of those psychological things that I need a therapist about, probably. And it goes back to this time where this dog just pooped all over the carpet. And because of that, 
because I was in that situation and did not get help. I was scarred. But what I'm getting at here is that there's times in life where we, we all get into what I might call poopy situations. See the, see the connection here? Poopy situations. And we should help each other when that happens. In my case, I just simply needed some help cleaning up the carpet. But what Paul's going to be talking about here in our passage, he's going to be giving some instances about what should we do when our brother or sister falls into sin or or commits sin or walks into sin. What should we do? Paul's going to tell us, first of all, that as Christians, we are called to help people stuck in sin. And so instead of ignoring the sin, or instead of ignoring uh, things like, oh, you know, that's just Brother Bob doing his thing. No, we should be involved in their life. Listen to what Paul says in Galatians 6, verse 1. This is our main verse for the day. He says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him. Now, in some parts of the world, this would be a given, but we're up here in New England. And so up here in New England, we do what we want to do, and what we do is not your business. Nobody is going to tell me what to do. But Paul wants to paint the picture of what it looks like to live in what I call a gospel-centered community. And part of living in a gospel-centered community is getting in each other's business. And so as Christians, we are called to be intentional about helping others who are in sin. You may be wondering, though, uh, what about that verse about not judging? Let's see, where is that? Judge not, oh yes, all right, Matthew 7, 1. Judge not that you not, or that you be not judged. What about that? Doesn't that mean that, that we shouldn't be judging others and we shouldn't be getting in their business? Well, that verse in context, so Jesus says that at the beginning of his uh, talk there. But a few verses later, listen to what he says in verse 5. This is Matthew 7, verse 5. He says, you hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And so in other words, Jesus is saying that we should not be judgmental. So we shouldn't go to people with a judgmental attitude like you're better than that person. Instead, we should examine our life and with humility then go to the other person and help them with their sin. And this, by the way, is exactly what Paul's going to be saying as well in our passage in Galatians. Listen, we must remember And we must get into our minds the fact that people matter to God. And as Christians, we are doing a disservice to the body of Christ if we let people just sort of go off into their own sin when we notice sin in their life. David Platt, he's a pastor and author and used to be the uh, president of the um, International Mission Board. And he wrote about, or he writes about losing his miniature schnauzer. And he says this, uh, When I eventually found him, he was down the street in a, backyard, in a neighbor's backyard. 
where my neighbor and friends were working out. But before we found him, you would have thought the world was coming to an end. Are you more concerned with your wandering pet than wandering church members, he says. I do not mean to belittle pets. I love them. But it seems that some in the church have no concern over the fact that a brother or sister is wandering away from the truth. Others take a, well, it's not my business approach when a brother is straying. It is your business when you realize that you are united to them by faith. So the body suffers when a member is broken. So that's the attitude that we should have, that when we see a brother or a sister of ours falling into sin, straying away, we should make it our business to get into their business. I attended a a Christian university in college, and so each floor of the dorm had a chaplain. And this chaplain would give a devotional, in addition to other stuff, he'd give a devotional every week. And so our, our group, our dorm got together on the floor, and we all this time went outside to the, what they called the prayer gardens. And these prayer gardens, they had fountains, and, and uh, it was very nice looking. If you, if you had a girlfriend, you'd take them there, but I never went there. And so uh, we were at the prayer gardens, and he takes out of his bag a, a bag, one of those feeder goldfish. You know what I'm talking about? Like just one of those little goldfish. And he has them in a plastic bag, like he had just bought it from the pet store. And he passes the bag around. And then, uh, now what he does next, I'm not advocating for. So don't judge me. I'm just telling you what happened here. He then takes the bag and he dumps the bag out right in front of us. We're all circled around here. And, And the bag, you know, the water goes away and the fish is left there just flopping around. And he stops and he tells us, he says, some of you 